Hello and welcome to the latest Shropshire Star football podcast with myself, James Garrison, and our Telford United correspondent, Alex James. Alex, a busy week for Telford and a fairly productive one after Tuesday's win. Yeah, uh, 1-0 defeat last Saturday to Southport, but they put that right with uh, with a pretty impressive win on Tuesday uh, against Kidderminster Harriers and they're, uh, they're up to the dizzy heights of 16th now in the uh, in the conference. So things looking rosy ahead of a, a game with the league leaders Fleetwood uh, this weekend. Yeah, that was a huge win on Tuesday, wasn't it? Had they lost that, it would have been a real squeaky bum time, but it's given them some clear water between themselves and the bottom four. Yeah, there's a bit of breathing space now. What it's also done is put a few more teams below them in the bottom four as well. So even if results don't go Telford's way uh, over the next couple of weeks, there's there's a lot of teams that need to win uh, to drag them back into it. So they're, they're looking at a good bet for um, for safety now. Yeah, did you think they deserved it on Tuesday night? It was a tight game all the way through, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I think for um, the first half, Kidderminster probably in fairness shaded it. Um, Telford scored very, very early on uh, and sort of clung onto it a bit in the first half. But... Having said that, although Kidderminster had a lot of the ball, a lot of possession, a lot of territory, they didn't create too many clear-cut chances. Um, they did get an equaliser in the second half, and for 15 minutes it looked like they might run away with it. But Telford, uh, out of nowhere, got um, got back in front, and then they played really well for 20, 25 minutes. They knocked it around. Uh, they were, you know, if, if you'd have rocked up, you wouldn't have known if they were the, the team struggling or, uh, or whether it was Kidderminster at the bottom of the table. So... They got a bit nervy in the last five minutes, but they held on uh, and a valuable three points. Yeah, that second goal gave them some confidence, didn't it? And they started to uh, just look composed on the ball. They, they were controlling playing instead of being on the back foot, they were firmly on the front foot. Yeah, it's, it's everything that, that Andy Simpson's been saying for, for weeks now and the, and the fans have been wanting to see is, is just a bit of composure. Uh, instead of getting the ball and immediately thinking, I've got to get rid of it, they, they got the ball and actually looked for uh, looked for a pass and, and took a couple of touches. Um, and, and they looked a good side um, there's no doubt about that they've got the players there that are, that are good enough to stay up at this level um, and hopefully now they're getting the results that will uh, prove that yeah it could be uh, a little bit easier than the game they've got tomorrow though it couldn't get much tougher than Fleetwood at the moment no I think they're on a I think it's 23 uh, if my maths serve me earlier counting it up 23 games without defeat due to lose then so yeah it's got to end sometime hasn't it you'd think um, and you know Telford got a point at Fleetwood uh, it could have been all three that they were 2-0 up and letting a, a late leveller, so you know they know they can compete. They're going into it on a bit of on a bit of confidence now after Tuesday night. Um, so yeah, there's no reason why they can't spring a surprise. Talking of surprises, Anderson always it seems to have one of his sleeve on his team sheet, doesn't he? Uh, obviously, Phil Trainer coming back in the other day, and Marlon Jackson coming back from Bristol City. Do you, any idea what his rabbit out the hat's going to be tomorrow? No, I don't know if he's uh, how far he's got in terms of team selection, but he got it right Tuesday, pulling um, pulling full tra- trainer back into the side and. Uh, you know the midfielder scored after I think it was two and a half minutes with his pretty probably his first touch, so um, he certainly got that one right. And he went four three three on Tuesday as well, which I don't think they've done this season as yet. Um, and it gave them that extra man in the in the middle of midfield, which which probably just helped them in terms of of being able to retain the ball. Uh, and with Marlon Jackson coming in on the left hand side, he, he's a very good player. Uh, I mean, obviously attached to Bristol City, so he's he's played at level higher than um, higher than a conference, and he. He just brought that little bit of pace, the little bit of guile and a, a bit of intelligence in terms of when to hold onto the wall and when to release it. And I felt that Chris Sharp put a decent shift in on Tuesday night. It wasn't his best position, was it wide right? But he, he did what was a job that was required for the team. Yeah, I think um, he'll always he'll run he'll run through a brick wall for you, Chris Sharp. And he probably looked at the team sheet and thought, what do I do on the right-hand side of midfield here? Um, but, you know, it's... 
is a hard worker. He's a willing runner, um, and it was no surprise to see him substituted because he must have covered some ground during the, the hour or so that he was on the pitch. Um, moving on to to Shrewsbury, uh, an early start for you this weekend, and it's a good time to be a Shrewsbury uh, a Shrewsbury supporter at the moment. Yeah, really good. Uh, I'm not sure it's going to be quite so good on Saturday with a 450 mile round trip to Plymouth, but I'm sure it'll be worth it if Shrewsbury can get another three points like they did last weekend against Burton. It was a it was a big game, wasn't it? And Shrewsbury came through it with with flying colours. They weren't at the best in the first half. It's almost similar to the Oxford game, apart from the fact they weren't two goals down. But uh, second half, they came out, they set the tempo, they got on the front foot, really put Burton under a lot of pressure. And it hadn't been for the Burton goalkeeper, Atkins. They, they would have won more comfortably. Ian Shot's got the only goal of the game just after half-time. Several more chances after, after that, which weren't taken. But in the end, Burton never threatened. I don't think Chris Neal really had too many saves to make of any note. So... Job done, three points. They went down to, to third on Tuesday night with Torquay, winning 1-0 yet again for the seventh time in 10 games. They've won 1-0 at Rotherham, which was a, a fantastic result. So it's still very tight. It's still all to play for. And Shrewsbury head south, needing another three points tomorrow. Was it ever uh, was it ever in doubt last weekend, bearing in mind Shrewsbury's home record at the moment? I don't think so. I think 26 unbeaten. Now they obviously equaled the, the record we spoke about last week for the most unbeaten games in all competitions. So... Yeah, um, Burton were on a dreadful run of form, weren't they? So it was a great time to play them. Shrewsbury have been absolutely fantastic at home. So, And during the game as well, I think Burton had one first-half shot and maybe one second-half header, which went just past the post. And apart from that, they, they barely threatened. It was important for Shrewsbury to get a clean sheet. They hadn't had one for six games. Graham Turner, t t speaking to me yesterday, said it could be clean sheets that get Shrewsbury promotion. So it was pleasing from that point of view to get a shutout and... They'll be looking for another one tomorrow against the side really in relegation trouble. Yeah, um, I mean, you look at you look at the table and you think it's got a, it's got an away win marked uh, marked on it. But Shrewsbury have struggled on the road and and Plymouth will be scrapping for their lives. Definitely, I don't think Plymouth's recent form is quite as bad as their position suggests. They've they have picked up over the last two or three months and had a few decent results. Shrewsbury have been hit and miss on the road. The home form has obviously been the the key to where they are, but. They've got to go down there looking for three points. With how tight it is, Southend are still there, Torquay is still there, Swindon are obviously eight points clear at the top, so they have to go looking for three points. And you've got to be fairly confident they'll get them. All the, having said that, Plymouth were 1-1, one, one, under 1-1 one, one draw at the Greenhouse Meadow on the first day of the season, so it's it's by no means a guarantee. But if Shrewsbury are serious about automatic promotion, these are the type of places you have to go and win. And Shrewsbury and, and perhaps Torquay as well now look like the, the two form, form teams uh, going into into the last sort of two months of the season how, how do you see it unfolding I've said from a, perhaps two or three months ago that I thought Shrewsbury would get promotion I'm not going to change my mind now I still think they're good enough to do it I think they've got, they're playing well enough to do it they've got an experienced manager obviously this week got the major honour from the Football League the contribution to, to League Football Award for his 48 years service in football they have got a big game next Tuesday they, against Cheltenham and that's not only a test of their unbeaten home record but a test of their promotion credentials as well. If they can come through the next couple of weeks they've got Plymouth then Cheltenham at home Morecambe away and Port Vale at home if they're still in the top three after that I really would fancy them to go on and seal the deal. Am I right in saying that the Cheltenham game is the, their last one against the, the sort of top six the other top six the other top six of the top seven? Yeah, easy for you to say. Yeah. Uh, no, after... Certainly after last Saturday's game, Shrewsbury only had two games against the top ten remaining. One of those is against Cheltenham, and one of those was against Rotherham. I'm not sure whether Rotherham have dropped out of the top top ten now. So the fixture list is is very favourable, isn't it? And um, they'd be 
it's just a case of holding them holding their nerve now. It's that time of the season where pressures do creep in, but they're, they're not showing too many signs of nerves at the moment. They just need to keep doing what they're doing. Experience of last season help them or hinder them in terms of uh, missing out by a point? I think it's a motivating factor. I asked Graham Turner this the other week and he didn't quite subscribe to that theory, but it must be, mustn't it? They they lost out by one point, one goal theoretically from in the race with for second spot, uh, third spot with Wickham. Then they failed to perform in the playoffs and it made for a really miserable summer for all Shrewsbury's players and all Shrewsbury's fans because they're desperate for promotion. So the players who are at the club certainly must use that as a motivating factor. The players who have obviously just come this season then then they've got no baggage at all so they've had a lot of near misses haven't they over the last few seasons you just desperately hope this isn't an, isn't another one but I'm fairly confident it won't be yeah I don't think anyone will, will uh, fancy another tilt at the playoffs no don't mention the P word at all that's great thanks very much for joining us on the podcast we'll be back at some point next week and we wish all our Shropshire teams well for the weekend